0: into mother, the incredible, emotional, and life-changing transformation we take when we go on our journey into motherhood. From all things conception to postpartum and parenthood, I will be talking with parents and hearing their stories of navigating these times while sharing helpful information along the way. Together, we'll be covering all stories, no matter how you have chosen to conceive, birth, or parent. Let's get into it. If you're about to give birth or you're looking for the perfect baby shower present, I have created the most beautiful birth preparation and postpartum boxes for you. If you head over to my website, it's www.themadentomotherjourney.com and click on boxes. You will see two boxes there. One is labor and birth preparation and postpartum recovery so as i said that the perfect baby shower gift for your friend or if for you if you're wanting to spoil yourself i spent an entire year carefully placing each product into this, this box to make sure it was the most perfect box and that every single woman who would purchase it would use every single product in it. So jump over to the website, support my business and all of my podcast listeners will get a special discount if you chuck POD15, 15, P-O-D-1-5 15, into the discount code at checkout. You will get a 15% discount on any product purchased on my website. Thank you so much, guys. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the Maiden to Mother journey. I'm your podcast host, Kendall, and today we're speaking with the beautiful Angela from Womb to World. Angela, how are you going? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to share information about what you do with our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Certainly. Well,
1: first and foremost, I'm a mama bearer four beautiful children. Uh, that's my proudest accomplishment. And my second is that I am the owner and founder of Wound World. We're located in Brisbane in Greenslopes, and our clinic primarily specializes in women's health and we're a wellness sanctuary. So we have six acupuncturists here, uh, all with our own strengths and um, we just love supporting women.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I've had a big look through your Instagram. I wish I lived in Brisbane (laughs) because it looks like what you girls do is absolutely incredible. How did you get into that?
1: I, like most healers, had my own health concerns. As a young woman, I had absolutely abominable periods and you know back then the solution was we'll just put you on the pill which may work for some women it didn't work for me every pill that I tried you know I put on weight I became psychotic but we never really addressed the underlying cause which then led me to natural therapies and then when I had my first beautiful baby he was breech and of course you know Um, Back then, we're going back 27 years ago, there wasn't really much available. I did try the acupuncture. I did do an older version of spinning babies and relied on ancient wisdoms like I had my, both of my grandmothers alive. But he was a frank presentation, so his bum was engaged and there was no real way of turning him. He sort of wanted to be the wrong way up. Mm. But it led me into learning about how you could use acupuncture and it completely fascinated me. I didn't revisit and become an acupuncturist until the boys were a lot older. Um, I, at that time, I was headset on a career in the corporate world, so I went off rails for a little while and then came back. But uh, the boys have grown up with Chinese medicine and have horror stories about herbs and acupuncture and cupping and moxa. But um, primarily, that was what led it led me to my own journey was you know, looking for the root cause of why my periods were so bad and knowing that Western medicine failed me, I couldn't take the pill. So. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: And typically what type of client are you seeing? Are you seeing like a wide range or do you um, specify in looking after pregnant women?
1: When I first started graduating, I went into musculoskeletal, So I still have a strong following of people who come in with sore backs, tennis elbow. But then I think because I'm a mother, and so I had the three boys bang, bang, really close together. And then I have a little champagne baby who's nine years old. So I had a child in my 40s, which, you know, Mm -hmm. is unheard of and naturally conceived with no um, medical intervention. So That sort of opened up my world to helping uh, the older, you know, I hate this term, geriatric mother. So anyone basically over the age of 35 is considered geriatric. Mm. I spoke to my obstetrician and said, can you change the word to vintage because I am not geriatric (laughs) and I think it hasn't been a ring to it, you know. (coughs) So I found through that journey that it opened up my world to other, you know, Mature aged women um, who were struggling to fall pregnant, they, you know, um, were either coming for their second relationship, second family babies, or they were holding off to a later age to have children, but really were medically sabotaged, I would say, nicely into the fact that okay, you need to have IVF, this is the only avenue. Mm. Whereas I was a walking example of how if you just honor your body you and do the hard work, but all the kind of right things, so sleep, exercise, diet, and reducing your stress, your body can do it. So then that led me into um, the then IBF Avenue and then supporting pregnant women, having the babies, then into birth because I had experience with breech and I have experience with pelvic pain that people are attracted to like. So what you offer, you generally, or what you're struggling with in your life, people then come to you with that condition. Mm. The clinic does, in all fairness, see a whole range of people, uh, but primarily my special vibe is in unexplained infertility. Yeah. Troubles with pregnancy, particularly with pelvic girdle pain—you know that beautiful pubic symphysis agony, lower back pain—but then that transition into birth. So mothers who have breached babies, they're approaching birth and just want some support.
0: Yeah. So if we're talking to someone who's never heard of acupuncture before, can you tell us what is acupuncture? Certainly,
1: acupuncture scares a lot of people firstly I have to say that the needles are nothing like what you have at a blood test (laughs) Mm, yeah so my very dumbed down version is our whole body is an electrical circuitry system and what acupuncture does is turn on a light switch that has been turned off there are lots of medical supporting evidence around this but it's a really beautiful simple technique where we're just engaging your body to turn electrical currents back on it should be painless sometimes you do get a small irritation but it should only be that it should never be painful or uncomfortable it should be a beautiful nurturing experience
0: that's amazing and Obviously my podcast attracts women who are going to be or are or pregnant or are a fresh new mum. Yes. Let's run through how acupuncture can support all of those stages. So what could um someone who is, you know, just preparing their body to become pregnant would it be worth seeing an acupuncturist? Of course.
1: Yeah. Now, we can meet you wherever you are in your journey, but if you're trying to conceive and you're wanting to give the best part of yourself to this beautiful little human that you're going to birth, it is kind of important to look at what you're doing, your lifestyle, and also creating space for baby. So that may mean women who are in very high stressful jobs looking at how they're handling their stress, look at how they're exercising, look at their sleep and look at what they're putting into and onto their bodies because in this world that we're living in, there are so many more toxins. So preconception with us looks like ideally we want to see you three months before you are actively trying to conceive. If we go back to the body's biochemistry or physiologic physiologically that word, sorry, I'm time time today. Um <laughs> okay. we are a big ball of chemistry, and so we have lots of essential nutrients that we need. So we do want to look at if you're a Benjo, what sort of nutrients you're getting. If you're a meat eater, are you getting the right balance of plant-based food? Food is medicine. So we look at what you're putting into your body, and of course, the evils these days alcohol, coffee. Mm spray tans. We look at that. So that's Mm -hmm. preconception in a nutshell. Ideally, we want to see you three months before you're actively trying. And of course, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, it takes two to make a baby. Mm. Now, this is where I get a bit nerdy and scientific. The World Health Organization have said that sperm is, on, sperm is on the decline, and we're seeing this. So when I first started practicing over 15 years ago, the World Health Organization would not accept sperm readings of below 15%. Now we're seeing that they will accept sperm readings of 4%. So that is 96% dodgy sperm. Mm. How can you make a baby with that? So we look at the man, we look at what he's doing, we're looking at his exercise, we're looking at his lifestyle, we're looking at his stress and we're looking at what, you know, he is doing for himself and how he can create space for babies. So that's all the preconception
0: stuff we look at. And just on that, do you think, well, I think that I've seen a big increase in Women struggling, well, women, like couples struggling Mm. to get pregnant. Mm. In the 15 years that you've practiced, have you noticed a big increase in that? Yes,
1: I have. What I am seeing a shift in is that for all those years, it's always been the woman's fault. This is like the curse of Eve. We've been labeled, you know, as problematic and, you know, we just should suffer We are seeing a huge shift, particularly with the Endometriosis Australia Foundation of bringing highlighted education that it's not normal to have painful, heavy periods. Mm. It is not. We are also seeing metabolic increase. So we're seeing PCOS syndrome. So that's this polycystic um, ovarian cyst cause irregular cycles. So this has a lot to do with environmental factors and what we're putting into our body, but we're seeing lots of young women struggling with their cycles. There is education out there now. Hopefully we see a shift that with the World Health Organization getting onto this sperm problem that we're going to see more men looking at their health and you know, like a woman's period is her fifth vital sign of indication of how healthy she is, as is sperm. Mm. So we are seeing some better testing. We're seeing some beautiful clinics, IVF clinics, really diving into this and supporting both man and woman to conceive a healthy child.
0: Mm. And So, before we circle back to um, how you can help someone in pregnancy, Mm -hmm. what can we do? Or, as if someone's listening right now and they're resonating with this, what's like the first step that we can do to eliminate toxins in our life or make a change or get the information on how we can do that? Oh, thank you. I love this. This is like (laughs) my little soapbox area. (laughs) The first thing you can do
1: is drink filtered water. So Mm -hmm. we are just basically an indoor plant. So we need water, sunlight and kind words as humans and, of course, nutrients. But the water that we're intaking is um, here in Brisbane and definitely on the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast. It has um, chemicals in it. It has fluoride. So fluoride is a neurotoxin. So if you can change to filtered water, now not all water is created equally. Um, bottled water has a problem that it's in plastic.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: a really good filter that you can add to your tap or a benchtop filter. I'm not affiliated with anyone. Do your own research, but filter your water, number one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The next thing is get rid of plastic, so no cling wrap. Don't reheat your food in a microwave. Don't even get started on microwaves, but they're essential. But if you are going to reheat your food, reheat it in glass or something that is not plastic. And the same with your water bottle. Don't drink out of a plastic water bottle. Um, you know, there's so many good alternatives. Glass ideally is the best, and then you can do your research um, I'm a huge fan of organic hair products, skin products. Let's jump to deodorant. Look at what deodorant you're using. There is so much aluminium in deodorant. And, of course, toothpaste has fluoride. So you're getting fluoride in your water and flu- fluoride in your toothpaste. Look at alternatives. They're the most simple, straightaway things you can do. Mm-hmm. Household cleaning, look at the products that you're using, look at what washing powder you're using as well, trying to reduce smells and things like that that are toxic to our our bodies and of course our cells in our body, which is essentially what make babies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've just started to dabble down in the low-tox lifestyle. So this is all valuable information for sure. Um Thank you for sharing that now, if we circle back to um your what you offer at Worm to world, mm-hmm. how can you support how can acupuncture support a pregnant woman? Okay, so you're newly
1: pregnant and all of a sudden your favorite foods that you enjoy are no longer enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be <laughs> vomiting. So acupuncture can really help support those physiological changes in the first trimester. And acupuncture is safe in the first trimester. The number one rule of an acupuncturist is first do no harm. So we would always support the baby and yourself. It is safe to use. We want to help this transition because the human, well, the woman's body is this most amazing, beautiful machine that can grow another human so when conception happens your body immediately completely rewires to support this little parasite and that's what a baby is essentially in the body in the first little while or the first 10 months but your body changes your blood flow changes so you become constipated uh you sometimes experience really high levels of fatigue because your body is now completely rewiring it to keep this baby alive so acupuncture can help with morning sickness so it can help you just take away the uh either nausea or vomiting, the uh, vertigo you can sometimes get. It can help you move your bowels. And, of course, we're holistic, so we're going to be talking to you about how much water are you drinking, how much sleep are you getting. In the early stages, we know that your blood levels change, so we would support you with supplements that really do nourish the body because everything goes to baby, you get what's left over. Mm. Once you hit 13 weeks the tri- so that's weekly t- we recommend weekly treatment in the first trimester to help with all those changes plus you're also spending about 45 minutes with us consultation and treatment so we're going to dive into what's happening for you and really hold space for you as well because often if you're a first time mum you're not sure whether this is normal you're not sure whether you know the pregnancy is going to be successful there is lots of fear around first trimester Mm -hmm. so we really do hold space with you second trimester this is when I say you're going to feel the best you're ever going to feel you can (laughs) finally tell people you're pregnant you're starting to it's becoming real you're starting to have a belly you'll get flutters you're telling the world you're planning for the next stage of your life so we do hold space every month and we may increase that if you have um, some body changes backache headaches all of those things but essentially the second trimester you're out in the real world enjoying it you're buying furniture uh, picking names planning how you're going to move into the third trimester the third trimester, we're still monthly until you hit 35 weeks, and that's when we come back to weekly to transition. This is a time that I spend a lot of time sitting and holding space for mothers, whether they're first-time mothers, second-time mothers, or fifth-time, because from this conception moment, your brain has rewired to support this baby, and your body has given everything to the baby. But the focus has been only on baby in some cases so in the 35 week mark we start using some beautiful words and taking some time to connect with yourself because you're about to not only birth the baby but you're about to birth yourself as a new version of you whether you're a new mother for the first baby or you're opening space to become a family of four or six so Mm. I am a trained hypnotherapist. I also am a hypnobirther. So I have the ability to use my voice and words to help you go into a beautiful state between awake and asleep where you can ap- connect with the innate intelligence in yourself. So this is talking to your body as if you're your own best friend about how do you see this journey Are you prepared for the birth? Is there anything your body needs to know? Is baby trying to give you a message? But it's about birthing yourself as this new version that you're about to come. But really, we're a lioness. What we can do to give birth is so incredible if you think about it. And it's really just honoring that process. So that happens from 35 weeks. And then, of course, from 38 weeks, if you're wanting a little boost to encourage baby to birth when they're ready Um, we can introduce some points that have been proven to release let release hormones in the body also soften the cervix and release oxytocin help let down milk i have conversations about if the midwife or OB haven't introduced them we talk about peritoneum massage we talk about expressing colostrum and just helping doing all those things that prepare you for birth and help your body prepare you for birth. We also gift this beautiful blood tonic tea, which is, again, using food as medicine. It's just Chinese dates and goji berries. You make this beautiful tea and you drink it. We revisit supplements. We revisit foods. um, And all those things you need to get into alignment. I talk about meal prepping, If people are holding a baby shower about getting vouchers for a house cleaner, food packages, we talk about preparing that. And I have a beautiful handout for dads or partners about what they can do to support you through birth or the signs and symptoms to look forward to
0: oh man where were you in my first pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> well we're connected now
1: everything is divine timing we're meeting now at the right time
0: yeah that sounds absolutely incredible and so essential for a first-time mum you must yeah really really help those mums get through that process that sounds so beautiful um what about postpartum support do you is like do you use acupuncture for postpartum as well Yes, we do. So we actually have a package where
1: we will go to people's homes. Uh, It's called The Fourth Trimester. And this is something that I practice with my last little one. So, you know, there are books around the first 40 days, which I highly recommend that you read. But I practiced a more uh, traditional, I didn't leave the house for three months after she was born. All I literally did was feed her. And then my family and support tribe bathed her, changed her bottom, did all the washing. All I did was just feed her and nourish her, but also myself. Um, Mm. That's not often practical in this modern society, but we do encourage that and talk about that idea. But going back to the clinic and what we offer, we have a package that people can purchase where one of the practitioners will come to the home. And we do a combination of massage, acupuncture, and moxibustion. So the massage that we do is this beautiful um, massage, which is probably incorrectly named, but it's a fertility womb massage or a hara massage, where we um, massage the belly and the sacral area, back, lower back, and really just help move out all of the birthing aches and pains mm-hmm. but we also do a beautiful practice called closing of the bones where we use rebozos to bind the feet bind the hips bind the head and we it's like using a way to blanket it's the most beautiful somatic practice where you're just held and the idea is that we take you back to your own womb but also connect you with your womb and the birth, birthing process, but we're also bringing your hips and pelvis back into alignment some squeeze in and squeezing them back in together. Mm. We will use moxa, which is also another term is um, mother, mothering. So we burn that over your sacrum and your midline from your belly button to your pubic symphysis. So Moxa in Chinese medicine is a beautiful herb, smells like sage, and it has a very beautiful heating property, but also an anti, um, oh the word has just left my brain, anti-inflammatory component. So it will. Um, heat the body, and it goes deep into the body to help warm and nourish. In Chinese medicine, it's all about warming and nourishing. So it'll help uh, contract the uterus. It helps increase blood supply. So that's a beautiful practice as well. So that treatment is ninety minutes, and of course, we're at your home. So if baby needs a feed or some, you know, we can just go with the flow. But we. The biggest thing is you don't have to rush out into the world. We come to you. The practitioner will check your supplements, um, check you know, talk about food, check how you're sleeping. Um, if baby's having some issues, a couple of us are Shonishin practitioners, which is Japanese pediatric acupuncturist, so we can talk about constipation or a burpee baby or a colicky baby um, and just give the baby a quick look over and just a little gentle Touch and feel if required. And again, we offer the beautiful, nourishing blood building tonic tea, which you can take to again replenish your body post birth. If the mum wants to come to the clinic, babies are more than welcome. I love a good cuddle. (laughs) Um, And again, we work around baby. But here at the clinic, you know, we try to create an atmosphere where children are welcome. Babies are encouraged to come with mama. Often they can hop on the table with mum. Once the needles are in and mum is settled, but it's ambiance. The, The air conditioning is cooling. Then we have the heat pack on your feet. We have the music. We have the lights. We have the smell. And again, we're diving into how can we support you best? What do you need? Have you got a good friendship group? You know, mm. is there anything more we can do? Tell me, how are you? Like really what's going on?
0: Just, oh I'll, I'll be a second. I'm just getting in my car. I'm on my yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon. Oh gosh. I want that right now. It sounds so, so beautiful. Um, and something else I wanted to inquire a bit about is massage. Obviously, that's like very entwined with your therapies that you offer women. Mm. Can can you explain why massage is is not something that's a general practice in the first trimester? Yes. I definitely can and it's really important for people who
1: um are newly pregnant and particularly first-time mums you know often we'll go and get a pedicure and we'll um, get a leg massage there are lots of hormone points around our ankles and up the inside of our leg which relate to the feminine organs in our body so by massaging those you're stimulating certain organs or points that relate to your uterus now we are an ancient practice. Chinese medicine has been around for thousands of years and there are such things called forbidden points, points that if we massage them, if we needle them, the ancients observed that it could cause spontaneous abortion. Mm. It can cause the uterus to open. So we advise in still in modern times to avoid these points now they are of course some on your ankles a well-known headache point is between your thumb and your forefinger which you know people say oh you've got a headache press that point but it has been shown to affect the body so we you know advise not to do that And, of course, if you intuitively have a sore neck and shoulder, you bring your opposite hand to opposite shoulder and you press the top of your trapezius, you know, the gap between your neck and your shoulder, and you press down there. That point is called gallbladder 21. That releases oxytocin. It also can let down milk. Anything that can let down can also then go further to your lower abdomen. So there are some points that we really do advise that you don't massage. And of course, on the sacral area, there are points that we use in pregnancy induction around the sacral that we know that can help open the cervix. So generally, if a person is not trained in pregnancy massage, we say, please don't use them in pregnancy. See someone who is certified and specially trained uh, because our body Is again going back to the very beginning, an electrical circuit. And if you turn on a PowerPoint that should not be turned on in pregnancy, it can sometimes and has been shown to lead to spontaneous, you know, loss of baby. So that's why we don't say that's sorry, that's why we say don't have pregnancy massage in the first 12 weeks unless it's with a trained practitioner someone who is qualified and of course with acupuncture i will always say visit someone who is apra registered practitioner and listed with the organization do your research before you book in um Not all acupuncturists are created equally as the same with massage therapists. So do your research.
0: Mm, Absolutely. That's really good advice. And um, something that I've been meaning to circle back to was uh, at the start, we were discussing about your own breech baby. Mm. Um, How can acupuncture actually support a breech baby? Well,
1: here in this clinic, what we do, I personally check that structurally that There's nothing stopping baby from being the right way. So that means looking at your pelvis to make sure that your hips are in alignment. I look at the shoes that you're wearing, interestingly enough, you know, by the end of pregnancy, or sometimes we see not quite the end, we're seeing people around 35 to 33 weeks where baby hasn't quite turned. So I want to rule out anything that is impending baby to be the right way. Now, Going back to empirical evidence, we use moxibustion, which is the burning of the mugwort plant on your little toe. So we train you to teach you how to do that at home. Um, We encourage or I encourage you to use cold drinks right, you know, on that beautiful love bump between your breasts when the belly bulges Putting some ice there can help encourage baby to go in the right way, but also putting heat. So cold feet can affect your uterus. If your feet are cold, baby can sometimes go, I don't want to go there. That's like cold. So warming your feet will warm your uterus. And of course, putting some heat between your legs can encourage the right physiological function to encourage baby to turn. How I use the acupuncture is ruling all of that out, so making sure structurally you're sound, looking at the shoes that you're wearing, looking at how cold your tummy feels, and then there's certain points that we use to encourage baby to turn. Acupuncture is not the answer for everything in breech babies. I will Mm -hmm. refer to spinning babies, so that is a beautiful technique that has been taught around the world. We talk about how you're sitting. And I will, if need be, refer out to a osteo or chiro if there is a structural imbalance that I consider to be requiring treatment from another practitioner. Don't forget, by yeah. so building a tribe for these women, we're giving them resources, educating them, teaching them, and giving them as much information that they can go forth and be their own advocate for their
0: health. Mm, amazing. And another thing is I'm, I'm sure most women experience this because I know when I'm talking to a lot of mums, they all have the same issue. But I remember in my previous pregnancy with my son in the third trimester, I developed like a pretty severe insomnia, um, mm. which is unlike me. I'm a very, very good sleeper. <laughs> is there something in your care that you that you do to support that yes definitely
1: so again i will dabble into what you're eating what your stresses are what is going on for you or is it just pregnancy hormones so if it is just pregnancy hormones again it's a very nurturing loving treatment where we support you because remember everything is going to baby and you're not, you're only getting what's left over. So we just need to change that balance in your body. But again, there are some beautiful points that we can use to encourage sleep to come. So we would use those, but it's about what's happening to you for, if you look back at the time that you had insomnia, how were your stress levels? Were you, what were you eating? What, were your favorite craving foods? Were you having enough protein? Were you well hydrated? Um, and was there any sort of emotion happening for you that needed to be addressed? If the mm. answer is no, I'm all good and it's just pregnancy hormones, then we balance those hormones and, and just give you some time off and time to connect with yourself to really listen to what's going on.
0: Oh, Wow. Everything that you offer women sounds absolutely amazing. And I'm so excited to be able to share it with my listeners. So can you tell us if someone's listening to this and they want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Our website,
1: which is wombtoworld.com.au, and of course, Insta. On Insta, I try to be funny, educational, um, and pretty. So we're wombtoworld.au on Insta. And of course, we do have um, email. You can email us. And of course, you can subscribe to us as well on the website and get our monthly newsletter
0: as well. Incredible. All right, Angela. Well, we will we'll wrap that up there. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all this beautiful information with my listeners. I can't wait to get this episode out and, and share it with the world.
1: Thank you so much. And I do have one last thing. My motto Absolutely. is my <laughs> motto is always be gentle with yourself.
0: Thank you. That's exactly what you need to be, especially during pregnancy. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks, Angela. The information and opinions presented in this podcast are for educational and entertainment purposes only. While I may discuss pregnancy, birth and postpartum topics, I'm not a medical professional and the information provided should not be construed as medical advice. I strongly encourage my listeners to consult with their own healthcare provider before making any changes in your pregnancy and birth journey based on the information you hear on this podcast or elsewhere. Remember, the information provided in this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any health concerns or questions, please seek the guidance of a licensed medical professional. Thanks for listening. Remember, Mama, you're everything that your baby needs and you're doing an amazing job.